Welcome to our Curious Travels, a tourist guide to dark travel destinations around the globe. Join us as we explore dark history and sites related to death and destruction. We hope we can get to know one another along the way. Our names are Fred and Stephen, and we're from San Antonio, Texas. We're a couple who enjoy traveling the world, curious of the dark, and often seldom told stories of history. We are in Galveston, Texas, the haunting and historic island off the Gulf of Mexico. Welcome to Galveston Island. Our story begins 5,000 years ago. As the last ice age came to an end over 18,000 years ago, the earth warmed. Mammals that roamed the earth became extinct. Ice sheets withdrew. Sea levels rose, and the shoreline moved to the near-present locations. The longshore currents along the new shoreline deposited sediments, eventually creating the sandbar we now know as Galveston Island about 5,000 years ago. A peaceful people lived and thrived off the waters. The native, beautiful people possessed the much-needed skills and strength to live off the land and the Gulf of Mexico. The significance of the name Kuankua has not been definitely established, although it is generally believed to mean dog lovers or dog raisers. The translation seems plausible since the Kuankuas reportedly kept dogs that were described as fox-like or coyote-like breed. The Kuankuas were a nomadic people who migrated seasonally between the barrier islands and the mainland. Their movements were dictated primarily by the availability of food. They obtained this food by a combination of hunting, fishing, and gathering. Bison, deer, and fish were staples of the Kuankua diet, but a wide variety of animals and plants contributed to their sustenance. Henry Jutel, in 1687, recorded several tribes living in the coastal area, included the Kuankua. His observations were that the Kuankua were peaceful rather than hostile. By the 1820s, Texas colonists arrived on land under the leadership of Stephen Austin, who commissioned a captain to expel Kuankua from the Austin land grant. This led to multiple attacks, including Skull Massacre, a murder of 19 Kuankua people by the hands of Texan militia. In the 1840s, the Kuankua now exiled split into two groups, one of which settled on Padre Island. The other fled into the Mexican state of Timulapas. In 1858, a Mexican rancher, Juan Cortina, led a group of both Mexicans and Texans against what was believed to be the Cuanqua's last known refuge, killing many and injuring even more. Rumors of the Cuanqua people spread widely over South Texas. It's important to note that historical research of the Cuanquas is hindered because the documents inserting them were overwhelmingly written by the Spanish and Texians, who considered the Cuanqua their enemies. In fact, Texas settlers have been describing the Cuanquas as cannibals for centuries, now believed to be a complete falsehood, initially spread in the mid-1700s after the Spanish failed to convert them to Catholicism at missionary settlements in Goliad and Refugio. Years later, Texas colonist John H. Moore attempted to justify his role in the massacre of the Cuanqua because of their cannibalism. He said their cannibalism was beyond question. However, this statement was said despite the absence of any evidence. 
Most of the Kronkwa were killed, and those that lived either incorporated themselves into the colonizer society, integrated into other Native American groups, or moved south to Mexico to escape pressure from the growing Texan population. Sadly, by 1891, the Kuankawa ceased to exist as a functioning tribe. Today, only 500 words of the original Kuankawa language still exist. The land that these natives once occupied now hosts tourist fishing trips and people generally looking for a good time on the picturesque beach along the Texas coast. The first European settlements on the island were constructed around 1816. The port of Galveston was established in 1825 by the Congress of Mexico following its successful revolution from Spain. The city served as a main port for the Texas Navy during the Texas Revolution. Galveston was founded in 1836 by Michael Menard, Samuel May Williams, and Thomas F. McKinney, and briefly served as the capital of the Republic of Texas. The Battle of Galveston was fought in Galveston Bay during the American Civil War when Confederate forces under Major General John M. Magruder attacked and expelled occupying Union troops from the city. However, one of the darkest times Galveston has ever faced is the storm of 1900. On September 8, 1900, the island was struck by a devastating hurricane. Even post-Hurricane Katrina, this event holds a record as the United States' deadliest natural disaster. On the morning of September 8th, high surf, despite prevailing winds out of the north, heralded the oncoming storm. And by noon, low-lying areas near the gulf and the bay side of the city were flooding and winds increased. Near 4 p.m., a storm surge approximately 15 feet high slammed into the coast. Wind speeds reached approximately 125 miles per hour. The city was more than devastated. An estimated 12,000 people, both young and old, were killed. After the storm, the city in 1902 decided to shore up its defense against future storms by constructing a permanent concrete seawall along a large portion of the beachfront. You still have the seawall to remember the storm, but if you want to get more up close and personal with the storm, you might want to visit the Old City Cemetery in Galveston. Old City Cemetery is located at Broadway and 43rd Street in Galveston. The graveyard has three burial plot layers holding over 12,000 bodies. It consists of seven cemeteries merged into one, including the final resting place for the victims of the 1900 Galveston hurricane, the deadliest natural disaster in U.S. history. Despite Galveston's attempts to draw new investments to the city after the hurricane, Galveston never fully returned to its previous levels of national importance or prosperity. In attempts to further her recovery and rebuild her population, Galveston actively solicited immigration. Galveston became the focus of an immigration plan called the Galveston Movement that between 1907 and 1914 diverted roughly 10,000 Eastern European Jewish immigrants from the crowded cities of the northwestern United States. Additionally, numerous other immigrant groups, including Greeks, Italians, and Russian Jews, came to the city during this period. This immigration trend substantially altered the ethnic makeup of the island, as well as many other areas of Texas and western United States. 
During the 1920s and the 1930s, the city re-emerged as a tourist destination, centered on casinos, prostitution, and other vice businesses. For the Reconstruction era to the 1960s, there were quite a few houses of ill repute. Keep in mind, the port of Galveston is only a few blocks away from where lonely sailors from around the world might have been looking for companionship. A few houses that were once used as call homes and brothels still exist today. Dance halls and illegal casinos were common. Illegal casinos such as the famed Balinese Room were known nationally. The city became known as the Sin City of the Gulf, and the illegal business era finally closed in the 1950s, leading to a long and stagnant economic period. The city eventually re-emerged as a tourist destination, minus its vice, this time centered on its history and its historical buildings. New tourist attractions were established and still flourish today. Today, the city is known to attract tourists curious of the hardships and natural disasters that have brought death and destruction to the island. Throughout the week, you can find ghost and cemetery tours that you can join in to explore the island's streets while learning of its dark and often destructive history. You should definitely check out a ghost or cemetery tour while visiting. You have several to choose from. You will encounter that the streets of Galveston are darted with odes to the past, Victorian mansions, centuries-old buildings, and haunted hotels such as Grand Galvez. The Grand Galvez has been featured on the Travel Channel's Ghost Stories and the Discovery Channel's Ghost Lab for its paranormal significance. The hotel, which offers special ghost tours during October, is said to be haunted by a ghost's bride, who reportedly has been seen in room 501 and in the hotel's West Turrent. Legend has it that the bride hanged herself in the West Turrent during the mid-1900s after hearing reports that her fiancé had tragically died at sea. Her fiancé eventually returned to the hotel, looking forward to a marriage that would never be. Continue wandering the streets of Galveston and you will come across an 1867 building that served as a morgue after the 1900 storm. The building now houses Haunted Mayfield Manor, a year-round haunted house attraction in downtown Galveston. The haunted house embraces the history of the building's past while providing guests with a thrilling experience. Moody Mansion is a must. It was built in 1895 as a residence. It's now a museum. That's a true architectural beauty. The structure is also rumored to be haunted. Today, guests visit 20 rooms on a tour that depicts the home life of a wealthy Texas family, W.L. Moody Jr., who bought the Galveston Broadway mansion from the heirs of the original owners soon after the storm of 1900. The house remained home for Moody family members until 1983, when Hurricane Alicia caused major damage. After extensive repair and restoration, Moody Mansion opened as a house museum in 1991. Today, its rooms are filled with the furnishings and personal effects of the family. The most common paranormal phenomenon appears within guest photographs. Often, guests will snap a photo while on the popular home tour when they discover a wispy figure that wasn't there when the photograph was taken. 
Guests claim to hear disembodied voices alongside unidentified footsteps. While this stop is not associated with death or destruction, it's important to know it's a survivor of one of the deadliest storms. It's seen more than a few hurricanes over its 100-plus year history. Its steel frame has persisted throughout the years, and it's still joyously haunting Broadway Street in Galveston. Not only is Galveston said to be haunted, it has a history of pirates. Long ago, pirates roamed the Gulf of Mexico from Galveston to Corpus in search of their chance of treasure and were unafraid of risk and crime. One of the most famous pirates said to sail the Gulf also made Galveston his home for a period of time. Jean Lafitte, a Frenchman of questionable values, took New Orleans by storm and helped defend the United States under Andrew Jackson's command in the Battle of New Orleans. You can enjoy learning about Lafitte and the city's tie to pirates at the Galveston Pirate Museum. Learn the legends, myths, and stories of the last of the buccaneers of Texas. Galveston is a perfect blend of dark, fascinating history paired with iconic beaches and natural beauty. Dark tourists will enjoy its ghost tours, cemeteries, Victorian mansions, and romantic beach walks. Don't forget, there are beautiful sunsets along the Gulf. One of our favorite activities here in Galveston is taking a helicopter tour along the beach. The ride is smooth with fresh sea air and attractive blue skies. You can't help but take in its beauty. We also can't help but imagine what the same shore would have looked like the day after the great storm of 1900, or what the shore would have looked like if the native Kawankawa hadn't been exiled and murdered. If you visit Galveston to embark on a cruise, or here to absorb its dark history, or even if you're here to party on the beach, Galveston has something to offer everyone. We're coming to the end of this episode, but we have more episodes coming. Travel back to Texas with us on the next episode as we explore Goliad, Victoria, and Yorktown. We're excited to share more of Texas's dark and morbid travel destinations with you. Be sure to check out CuriousTwins.com for more episodes, events, and tours. You can also follow us at Curious Twins Paranormal on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Even if you never get to visit the locations we share, we hope you enjoy learning about these locations as much as we love sharing them. We look forward to the next episode of Curious Travels with Fred and Steven. If you're curious, join us. We appreciate the company.